It's a Tuesday edition of the My Ag Life Daily News Report. Welcome and thank you for tuning in. I'm your host, Lori Boyer. Taylor Charleston will be in with a feature report, and I'll have a look at regional and national agricultural news beginning with regional ag news right after this word from our sponsor. Soil and Crop Incorporated is your number one resource for sustainable nutrition. Growers are faced with difficult challenges, and Soil and Crop Inc. has the experience, fertilizer, and biological portfolio to dramatically increase yield and performance in your troubled orchards and fields. Contact Soil and Crop Incorporated today for a free consultation on how we can help reverse the challenges you face as a conventional or organic grower so you can increase your bottom line and become a better sustainable farmer. Contact us today at 559-564-1236 or visit our website at www.callnrg.com. Soil and Crop, putting nature to work for you. California Department of Food and Agriculture Secretary Karen Ross and U.S. Food and Drug Administration Commissioner Robert Califf met to take a tour of Gotham Greens in Davis before attending a roundtable discussion at the University of California and Natural Resources to identify opportunities to coordinate and advance a comprehensive prevention strategy to enhance food safety in California. The roundtable was a continuation of the California Agricultural Neighbors Initiative promoting collaboration and open communication toward advanced food safety in California. Secretary Ross said she deeply appreciates the collaborative working relationship with FDA on all aspects of food safety and the implementation of the Food Safety Modernization Act. She said this was a very constructive discussion with leaders across the produce sector. Grub Market has announced that Jim Homan, former East Coast sales manager for Sierra Produce, has been named as the new general manager and interim West Coast sales manager for Sierra Produce. Based in Orange, California, Sierra Produce is a preeminent provider of fresh fruit sourced nationally and globally and has additional offices in New Jersey and Chile. It is known as one of the largest importers of South American fruits into the U.S. and also has longstanding relationships with growers across Northern America, Europe, Africa, and Oceana. A produce industry veteran with over 30 years of experience, Homan has been with Sierra Produce since 2005 when he opened the East Coast sales office and took on a leadership role as the East Coast sales manager. He will be replacing the founder of Sierra Produce, Roland Burnt, who is stepping down as general manager after almost three decades at the helm. Additionally, Mike Schiappa has been hired as Sierra Produce's new East Coast sales manager. He previously worked for Sierra Produce from 2006 to 2016 and has held leadership roles at Pacific Trellis and Del Monte. California orchard and vineyard growers have partnered with the University of California agricultural researchers to create a searchable database to share information on planting cover crops. The database includes a compilation of experiences of farmers who planted cover crops in hopes of reaping benefits for soil health and water retention. The project is being undertaken by the UC Sustainable Agriculture Research and Education Program. UC Cooperative Extension, the Napa Resource Conservation District, and the Community Alliance with Family Farmers. Wisfalia Fruit, the world's global leader of fresh avocados, is currently ringing in the new year with a strong supply of quality avocados sourced from multiple growing regions to meet shoppers' healthy eating demands as diets recalibrate after a season of holiday indulgences. Wisfalia is wholly dedicated to providing sustainably grown, premium quality fruit to the marketplace, according to the company. Their extensive avocado growing regions and vertical integration enable them to provide retailers with consistent supply to meet year-round demand 
and quarter one being the key time to promote. Currently, avocados from Mexico and Chile are yielding high quality with excellent oil content and wonderful flavor. Westphalia forecasts promotable fruit throughout quarter one, where Mexico will dominate the market in February, and California fruit will offer promotable volume and quality fruit towards the end of the quarter. Retailers can position avocados as the perfectly healthy fruit to shoppers since the fruit is a great source of fiber, folate, vitamin K, and nearly 20 vitamins, minerals, and polynutrients that help support healthy living. According to USDA, avocados are also a cholesterol-free and natural source of heart-healthy fats, which help the body absorb vitamins like D, A, K, and E. Due to the fruit's high fiber and healthy fat content, avocados make for a healthy addition to meals and snacks, which can help shoppers feel satiated and assist in weight management. Ammonia is one of the world's largest chemical markets, but it requires a lot of energy to produce and contributes to 1% of all carbon dioxide emissions. There have also been reports of the chemical being harmful to the environment and contributing to air pollution. Now researchers from the University of California, Berkeley, have developed a more energy-efficient way of producing a chemical. The process typically takes place around 300 to 500 degrees Celsius before the ammonia is removed by cooling the gas to minus 20 degrees to turn it into a liquid, all of which is powered by fossil fuels. The UC Berkeley chemists have designed porous materials which bind and release ammonia at a more moderate pressure and temperature of around 175 degrees Celsius. This opens up opportunities for smaller facilities closer to farms replicating the process rather than it being relegated to large centralized chemical plants. The dream here would be enabling a technology where a farmer in some economically disadvantaged area of the world now has much more ready access to the ammonia that they need to grow their crops, according to Benjamin Snyder, a postdoctoral fellow who led the research. He and other researchers have hopes the process could be replicated with other useful industrial molecules that that have affinity for binding metals, Snyder emphasized that ammonia capture is just one part of any modified process to make greener ammonia, which is still a work in progress. Sponsored by the California Walnut Board and Commission, supporting the industry with on-farm innovation through production research, advocacy for government programs, and driving consumer demand. Doing more together. As growers in California, Texas, and other citrus-growing states have been introduced to the horrors of Huanglongbing, or HLB, growers have scrambled to find ways to mitigate the effects of this disease on their trees. While things like pest management are obvious, nutrition is also an extremely important factor in keeping trees healthy and less susceptible to HLB. CCA and certified professional agronomist J.W. Lemons with Verdesian Life Sciences discussed how a good nutrition program can help protect trees, saying that all plants, no matter what type, need to be healthy to combat pest and disease pressures. HLB has been extremely devastating because we didn't have a cure, and we still don't really have a cure. Um, we've had to live with it and watch, you know, up to 80% of the citric in Florida disappear. We've got a better handle on it now, but we're still not there. We're still not there to cure. So knowing that and knowing that it's coming in this direction, I, I feel it's really important for growers to understand that that's one of the things that we've used to combat uh, HLB nutrition. Putting the appropriate amount of nutrition into the plant when the plant needs it, it's, it's various growth stages, um, is 
is critical if we're going to continue to produce fruit. I know of of uh, groves right now of orange orange trees out there that have had the yeast for over ten years, and they're still producing good quality fruit. The only way that they can do that is to adjust the nutrition and and make up for some of the the weaknesses that these cause in the tree. Uh, researchers stumped. Uh, they couldn't come up with a chemical or a biostimulant um, or just increasing nutrition um, to solve this problem. So a lot of us started trials years ago and started various combinations of, of fertilizers, nutrients, if you will, to try and see what we could do. Could we prolong the life of that tree? We HLB, but maybe we could make that tree so healthy that it would continue to produce for a longer period of time rather than just dwindle away uh, within two or three years and have to be put. Lemons has always been a firm believer in a plant's ability to resist pest pressure and disease, and it really just comes down to a science, he said. Plants have a, a system of systemic acquired resistance, SAR. And in the science world, it's a, it's common um, knowledge that each plant has an ability, an inherent ability, uh, when it's attacked, to induce a defense system within itself. Um, I don't think we take enough advantage of that because the, you know Mother Nature's smarter than all of us put together, and she gave these plants this ability. So it, it becomes a long-lasting protection against broad spectrum of microorganisms or pathogens that attack that tree. Um, and without going into detail on the science, it basically, once it's attacked within the plant, certain molecules are produced and, and accumulate around the area, the disease or where it's been attacked, right, fight it off on its own. Where we're at with Chris, um, healthy plant can utilize this resistance system much better because it is healthy. It's it's producing the sugars and the energies, uh, the ATP, everything that that needs to survive. So a grower with a good balanced nutrition program um, enhance that plant's ability to set fruit, set flowers, uh, produce a higher quality fruit and get the sugars in there because greening disease you don't get the color first off on the on the fruit that you need and you don't get the sugars in it it's a very bitter fruit but we've overcame that with good nutrition program produce good orange juice uh, even if the tree's infected in terms of specific nutrition that is beneficial to citrus trees in preventing stress, nutrition research has pointed to moving away from the industry standard high chloride mixes and incorporating more potassium nitrate into nutritional programs for citrus. Lemons explained why potassium and nitrate especially are helpful to the tree, saying that they're probably the most important micronutrients to a tree's growth and fruit production. Well, both those nutrients are macronutrients and needed by every plant out. Plants need those on a very large scale. 
probably number one and two of all nutrition that goes into to creating a crop or producing a crop. It takes a lot of nitrogen, nitrogen being the most important, and about 85% of the nitrogen utilized by a plant is in the nitrate form. So nitrogen applied to the soil has to convert into that to be taken up um, on a large scale. So with potassium nitrate being a nitrate source of nitrogen, um, it has the potassium in it as well. So we've got the one-two punch there of two macronutrients. But the nitrate is in a, in a readily available form. So the plant doesn't have, have to work nearly as hard to take it up and create what it needs to create inside itself, energy it needs to grow fruit. With that in mind, you think about anything. If it's unhealthy, it may not take up nutrients. You're talking about plants. It may not take up nutrients out of the soil very well. HLB is extremely devastating in that it reduces or restricts the amount of nutrients and water that can get into the plant. However, if you put a form in there, readily available and easy to take in, then the chances are, and the fact is that it does take more nitrogen in um, than it would if it were in a different form. The other key to that is that the nitrates ANO3, the material itself, the fertilizer itself, has a negative charge. And it's very well, well established and attracted and takes up into the plant very easily. But because it's a negative charge, it attracts positive charge well. So if you've got your potassium nitrate going in, then it's going to want to pull in all of your other micronutrients have a positive charge, such as your, your calciums and your uh, mag magnesiums, your um, irons, zincs, all of those critical essential um, micronutrients are pulled right in there with it because it's so readily available. So it really is a, a good combination for overall plant health. Not the complete answer, but it is a, it is a good tool. You're listening to My Ag Life. I'm Taylor Chalstrom. This segment was sponsored by Polymer Ag, makers of Anti-Stress 550, the climate stress solution. Find out more at polymerag.com. JCS Marketing is your number one way to connect with the ag industry. Through print magazines, digital media, podcasts, and live and virtual events, JCS Marketing has the reach to inform, educate, and influence growers in the Western United States. Everywhere you go, you see West Coast Nut Magazine on the, every one of my customers' tables. So that tells you everything. That's, that, it's there, so they're reading it. Our My Ag Life platform includes podcast interviews and digital articles for busy professionals on the go. Our live events, continuing education webinars, and virtual conferences help growers connect with leading researchers and industry leaders. Let JCS Marketing help you connect. U.S. and European Union trade leaders have signed the U.S.-EU tariff rate quota agreement 
The agreement, once implemented, will enable the United States to preserve its existing access to the EU market for various agricultural commodities following the United Kingdom's exit from the EU on January 1st of 2021. The new tariff rate quota allocations are based on the historic pattern of agricultural exports to the 27 European Union member states. The agreement will restore favorable market access for multiple U.S. agricultural products, including for U.S. rice, almonds, wheat, and corn, according to the U.S. Trade Representative. Representatives office. Roughly two dozen professional athletes, including Cincinnati Bengals quarterback Joe Burrow and Milwaukee Bucks guard Chris Middleton, joined together through an investment firm to invest $5 million in buying farmland. Their first acquisition was a 104-acre corn and soybean farm in northern Iowa, according to Sports Business Journal. The investment comes from the New York-based firm Petrikoff Company, which started in 2018 and has nearly 200 athletes as clients and reports more than $125 million in investments. Farmland has historically provided attractive risk-adjusted returns, stable annual income, and a solid hedge against inflation, according to the investment company. USDA Secretary of Agriculture Tom Vilsack says a new ag trade team of Alexis Taylor and Doug McCallop is now in place, ready to get results for U.S. producers. Taylor and McCallop were both confirmed to their trade post by the Senate last month. Taylor to head USDA's Foreign Ag Service as Undersecretary for Trade, McCallop as Chief Ag Negotiator at the U.S. Trade Representative's Office. Vilsack spoke recently on finally having a trade team in place halfway through the Biden administration. Having Alexis Taylor uh, now as the undersecretary gives us the opportunity to expand significantly the reach uh, of our efforts, gives us someone with experience, both in terms of having worked at USDA before in the Foreign Act Service, as well as having been the director of agriculture for the state of Oregon that was very much focused on trade. While McCallop has left USDA as a top advisor to Vilsack. While we're sad to to, uh, to lose Doug McCaleb, who uh, has done an amazing job as a career person here at USDA, I think he is primed to be an extraordinary helper and assistant to Ambassador Ty at the U.S. Trade Representative's Office. And I think it's going to uh, ensure that we have a champion uh, for U.S. agriculture. Lawmakers of both parties complain President Biden has taken too long to get his ag trade team in place and opted against new market opening trade deals. Vilsack points to back-to-back record years in ag trade. The secretary credits USDA trade shows and foreign market assistance and development programs. Over the last two decades, the strongest rural job gains were in smaller industries that tend to employ high-skill workers. USDA Economic Research Service reports the highest growth was in the real estate industry. Also showing rapid growth was the administrative services industry, which includes office administration, facility support, business support services, security services, conventions and trade shows, and waste management and treatment. Other rural industries that grew over the past two decades were healthcare and social assistance, professional, scientific and technical services, educational services, and finance and insurance. The growth of these industries represented a shift in rural production towards industries that employ higher shares of high-skilled workers, of college-educated urban workers at 38% in 2019. Domestic wholesale fertilizer prices are expected to hold mostly steady in the short term as the winter fill wraps up ahead of the spring pre-plant season, with a disappointing fall application season having concluded, which followed an equally poor spring. Phosphate and potash supplies weighed heavily in the U.S., and both fertilizers saw falling prices as a result. 
Nitrogen fertilizers did not fare much better, however, with UAN particularly weak against a much more affordable source of nitrogen in urea. Ammonia was mostly stable with winter fill programs announced and prices reset lower ahead of the new year. One thing is for certain for farmers regarding the latest waters of the U.S. final rule, according to the American Farm Bureau Federation, that is, more uncertainty. The rule comes as the Supreme Court will soon release a decision on a lawsuit against a previous version of the rule. AFBF Deputy General Counsel Travis Cushman says a new rule goes beyond the previous rule being challenged at the Supreme Court. We were very disappointed to see the, uh, the rulemaking come out the way it did. Uh, if, if you listen to the oral arguments on October 3rd in the Sackett case, it was very clear that the Supreme Court was very uncomfortable with the significant nexus test. Yet that's what this new rule does. It doubles down the significant nexus test and in some ways makes it go even broader. So I think what this does is it creates more confusion on the farm fields and it, just, it messes things up when we know that very soon the Supreme Court will be having a new guidelines for the agencies that are very different from what... EPA has just now released. However, Cushman says don't expect the Supreme Court decision to end the WOTUS debate once and for all. So the current case is not on this new rule, so I believe you'd probably need to have a new challenge to that rule. And that's why they should not have put this rule out when they did. AFBF Deputy General Counsel Travis Cushman. U.S. and European Union trade leaders have signed the U.S.-EU tariff rate quota agreement. The agreement, once implemented, will enable the United States to preserve its existing access to the EU market for various agricultural commodities following the United Kingdom's exit from the EU on January 1st of 2021. The new tariff rate quota allocations are based on the historic pattern of agricultural exports to the 27 European Union member states. The agreement will restore favorable market access for multiple U.S. agricultural products, including for U.S. rice, almonds, wheat, and corn, according to the U.S. Trade Representative. Representative's office. Roughly two dozen professional athletes, including Cincinnati Bengals quarterback Joe Burrow and Milwaukee Bucks guard Chris Middleton, joined together through an investment firm to invest $5 million in buying farmland. Their first acquisition was a 104-acre corn and soybean farm in northern Iowa, according to Sports Business Journal. The investment comes from the New York-based firm Pachikoff Company, which started in 2018 and has nearly 200 athletes as clients and reports more than $125 million in investments. Farmland has historically provided attractive risk-adjusted returns, stable annual income, and a solid hedge against inflation, according to the investment company. Bee Hero is the leading almond pollination provider. We deliver measurable and verifiable pollination outcomes for almond growers and turn a previously unquantified fingers crossed gamble into a controllable expenditure. For the first time, growers can know exactly what they are getting for their money during pollination. Bee Hero accurately evaluates your bee's pollination contribution in real time and gives you unprecedented visibility into the progress of bloom. Don't leave pollination to chance. Be sure, be precise, be hero. Call Charlie Phillips, VP of Sales at 559-467-9699. Be Hero, Superior Bees, Superior Pollination. JCS Marketing is your number one way to connect with the ag industry. Through print magazines, digital media, podcasts, and live and virtual events, JCS Marketing has the reach to inform, educate, and influence growers in the Western United States. Everywhere you go, you see West Coast Nut Magazine on every one of my customers' tables. So that tells you everything. That's, that, it's there, so they're reading it. Our My Ag Life platform includes podcast interviews 
and digital articles for busy professionals on the go. Our live events, continuing education webinars, and virtual conferences help growers connect with leading researchers and industry leaders. Let JCS Marketing help you connect. That will wrap up today's show. You've been listening to the My Ag Life Daily News Report. I'm Lori Boyer. From all of us here at the JCS Marketing Team, thank you for listening. 